Hello and welcome to the Indian Dream podcast, co-hosted by Sahil and Siddharth. On this show, we highlight the journeys of successful SME entrepreneurs who've built profitable businesses and attempt to learn more about what it takes to build one. Each week, Sahil and I will interview one such entrepreneur and learn something unique from their journey. In the last episode, we heard Vedanta's take on how the trading businesses should operate in this modern era. This episode, we dig deeper into his hiring practices and understand how he's been able to build a super efficient team with an average age of 30, comprising of people not from the paper industry. Listen in to understand a little bit more about his unique hiring practices. Whatever you're saying makes complete sense and you believe it in and you act accordingly, right? How do you now scale this culture or this thought process, this way of working within the organization? Are you hiring a certain kind of people? Are you putting some systems and checks and balances in place? Are you building some sort of, you know, SOP platform where you know, you know, this kind of consulting is to be provided, these kind of value-added services is to be provided? Because a lot of times what people face as challenges in, in uh, small businesses when you're starting out is while you believe in a lot of those things, you have to now find people who can scale that for you. because your time is limited it's a finite resource right yeah so basically what we do at both nokoniferous and analytics we only hire people who are around my age i think we are one of the youngest uh, companies in the industry as well so i think our average like you could say a mean working age in our company is around 30 years of age who actually run this entire division so we have a lot of young people in work and whenever a colleague comes up to me with a problem i just ask him to start thinking on the logic behind it because suppose you get the logic behind then you start thinking a little bit more logical so i'm not saying don't think by your heart but i'm saying you should understand the logic once my colleague started understanding that thought thought form that you know you should have logic involved in everything that you ask or everything that you say for then they started thinking along the same lines I think a lot of the times what I've noticed in other SMEs is people just tell their colleagues to you need to do this work or you need to get this work done. They never tell them why they're asking them to get that work done. So unless you constant and they don't appreciate questions. I mean I've seen my superiors they never appreciate questions from their colleagues. I like if my uh, colleagues question me. I mean a lot of the times I've given away discounts to a lot of customers and my colleagues have actually come up to me and said, "Why have you given a discount?" we shouldn't have given a discount we would have fared well even without giving a discount and i had to actually explain why i actually gave it to them and then they started understanding the rationale behind and they started implementing that ahead and again i believe you should bring about transparency even within uh, your colleagues so a lot of my colleagues know pretty much everything that we do they know us purchasing part they know our selling part they know the challenges we face internally So when your employee or your colleague or your teammate knows that then they get a better picture on how to carry on the business independently. I mean I don't in- interfere in anyone's business. So we have about 15 team members as on day and I don't interfere in anyone's business. Is it fair to say that uh, when you started out the mean age is mean age was actually fairly close to 25? It was it that young? It was about 26 27. Okay. that's that's uh, i think that's something that a lot, lot of young entrepreneurs will have to figure out is is bank on young talent because if you get people from the industry who have like 7 10 12 years of the industry they're going to think like the industry thinks then you're not going to be able to make them think in a new or a different way because they're going to be you know they're going to be primed to think that way 
um, and i think that's crucial when you're starting something new um, even even though it might be something that's been done for ages so one thing that i would actually like to tell everyone that's listening is never hire from the industry never ever hire from the industry it never works uh, and if suppose someone's leaving a job from the industry and he's joining you you can be rest assured he's going to leave you and join the next guy who's going to give him a 10% raise on his paycheck so i never hire anyone from the industry so even in our company we are there are a few product groups that we're trying to enter where you know obviously the it's a it's a closed market there are only a few players there are only a few buyers and there're only a few sellers and therefore for us the thought process was that we need to hire somebody from that industry so that they already have all the contacts it will fast forward our entire process and actually hiring somebody from that industry has been a pain we've been struggling at it for the last i don't know uh, 10 months we are also now now after having burned our fingers we are going with your uh, thought process that we are going to start uh, building the team from the ground up hiring young talent uh, teaching them and then having them go in the field and uh, you know do the hard selling which is obviously a much 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 harder uh, harder way to do do it and it takes a lot longer but in the long run probably is going to bear better fruit than having somebody join then they leave then hire somebody else and then they leave again just to add on so yeah. i'll actually uh, you know the other benefit about not hiring people from the industry and if they so one question i really like asking people before i get them on board is if they actually like the paper industry if they would actually be interested in selling paper so i think the recent recruit was from the plastics industry and he said plastic is not sustainable and i do not like it and that's why i want to shift industries but one thing i can actually tell you that what a plus point you can give an employee when he shifts the industry is that you're giving him a chance to learn again and you're stimulating his uh, his brain you're stimulating his ability to learn when you hire someone from the industry they're pretty much mundane because they've been doing that same thing day in day out day in day out so they get kind of routine they meet the same people they're doing the same clients they're doing the same 9 to 5 and the energy is very low but when you hire someone from outside you'll see a boost in energy and you'll see a, your morale in the company overall will be quite high but doesn't the training time on hiring somebody isn't that so much longer because they need to learn about the industry they need to learn about the customers and the suppliers and takes just so much longer to train them it does take much longer but then imagine this right so they're going to be making so many mistakes and every mistake that they make can either tell you that your sop wasn't in place or that you have something new to learn it's just that own bit that will actually pay by itself somewhere down this downstream for hiring someone outside because the more you learn about your own industry through people is unfathomable like i never knew tissues used in the garment industry for example like to manufacture garments and this is what my employees started teaching me because they said they made a mistake of offering a price uh, to a trader and then they asked them what the end application was and then we found out that after that they asked him what the end application is and then we found out that he's selling to the garment industry and that's something that's a whole new industry for us to explore within our own field if i unpack that a little more right especially selling and marketing sort of roles can be taught very quickly if you have the right sort of systems and processes in place as you pointed out vidant so is is your sop really working or not i think that's also a mindset that you go in with that i'm going to put in the processes and systems in place from day one and keep evolving it i think the fire balance that you need to maintain probably is for highly technical roles you probably still have to go 
in industry and maybe get a guy or two from the industry who can lend that sort of knowledge to the overall organization but i completely agree when it comes to selling and marketing and especially for a young organization you can risk and take a bet on people who are not from the industry yeah sadat but uh, like we are not in a very technical uh, industry i mean this is fairly simple compared to most industries so we have never had that difficulty per se but uh, even if so i still believe that if you if you keep uh, looking out for the right people and if the person has like say for example what i look out for in a sales person uh, when we interview is that i look out that our sales guys should be good engineers they should have some kind of engineering background because i believe in techno commercial sales so once you have any kind of engineering background it's a little bit easier i'm not saying it's easy or it's hard but it's a little bit easier compared to someone without a technical background to grasp the technicality so suppose you're in coding for example maybe you're doing search engine optimization but you're looking for someone to develop a crm maybe you can look at the search engine optimization guy instead of a guy who's actually developed a crm in the past because his thought process in the past would be that it goes from a to b b to c c to d but the search engine optimization guy the seo guy for example he would say that it can also go from a to d if i just modify the code a bit tell me what how are you finding this talent where where are you finding this talent what kind of what kind of backgrounds do you potentially look at i know you said engineering but india outside tell me where you're finding this talent so we generally work through hr recruiters i've tried uh, linkedin i've tried uh, monster.com i've tried indeed but i've never got pool is too large to actually uh, segregate them down to so we normally give the job to an hr recruiter but till now everyone i've hired is after interviewing literally about 50 to 60 people so i interview 50 to 60 people in the first round and i sick then you keep downward you keep bifurcating it down and then you get the right person at the end of the day is there a method you have for your interviewing and your screening my first is i do a phone interview so at that time i just want to understand why he wants to leave his job the first question that i ask generally is why are you leaving your job why do you want to leave it if a person says he wants to grow then my first question is why can't you grow within the company why are you looking to grow externally if i'm satisfied with that then i ask them uh, for a second interview where i give them some technical questions from my industry if they're able to answer that then it goes to a third and then i'm happy when i meet them in person then i get them in but a lot of it is if i'm connected with them and if i actually feel that like sometimes i ask them how would they behave with another team member so suppose a team member is not being good with a customer right so suppose he's being very rude and he's being very agnostic and you and you know it that your colleague is not doing a good job what would you do so if the interview he just tells me that he's going to report the colleague to me then i wouldn't actually bother interviewing him further because that's not building up a healthy uh, organization that's just going to be ratting someone out a better way would be that he actually talks to them understand why he's being rude towards that uh, particular customer and see if he can add value he or she can add value in making things better so i just give them small interpersonal questions here and there just to understand the mindset where they're coming from so to get a cultural fit as well yeah it's very important i mean uh, after i interview them i actually have them uh, speak to different colleagues in different departments within my company so i actually and if they can actually come in uh, when i'm not in office so they don't feel that i'm actually monitoring them but if they can actually come in and meet different people in the office and they get a uh, idea of the working culture and everything beforehand 
only after that i actually try and get them in so this is a lot more detailed recruitment uh, policy than most companies have because most people especially i from what i've seen older uh, people they tend to go by their gut you know have one interview like do i like him oh yes hired on the spot but this seems to be a lot more methodical methodical yeah. <laughs> a lot more methodical then you know going by your gut and this is something i guess you have also gotten with practice you must have hired some wrong people and then yeah yeah so i've gone through i've hired people who are much older than me i couldn't manage them because of the age gap and because of the culture that we come from so i couldn't ever uh, impose my views on them then i've hired people where i haven't checked their backgrounds completely so i um, i had some legal issues downstream after understanding everything i felt this is the best way forward because i interview so many people before i select a single person i don't want that person to cause ill faith in the organization so each and every post i take about 3 months to fulfill okay you take your time with uh, filling those posts yeah because if i'm not satisfied uh, getting someone on board i just don't want to get them in and have a name patch associated mm-hmm. with it and and now that you have 15 people have you been able to go back and sort of figure out a pattern on what kind of people really work out in your organization is there apart from education is there certain kind that works for you have you been able to figure that out so mostly people who help one another actually tend to work out now everyone doesn't like to help another person out no matter how good or bad it sounds like sometimes i don't like helping people out so but most of the times people who actually help one another tend to stick around in the organization more so if you see our office system currently say the accountant's sick right uh, the peop- the main accountant in dubai is sick even a sales person can actually do she can't probably enter his stuff in tally but she can probably make the invoice or something so she's willing to get into that job role and do it so she's willing to cover up so that he doesn't face the brunt of it so what i've actually seen is as long as you're a team member you can do well in an organization but that's the reason why i actually interview so many people and i have a very stringent way of getting people in like no hr recruiter likes working with us because we keep asking for so many profiles that they kind of get sick of it you know the way you interview sounds a lot like this book called uh, the a method of hiring i don't know if you've read it no i haven't read it but what you've described is basically exactly what that book talks about not going by your gut having a methodology method to how you hire vidanch i i've been to your house i've seen that you read quite a bit um, and obviously i think you've taken you're a very thoughtful person in your business uh, from what i've learned today are there any books or blogs or videos or anything that you would recommend to people as a great way to learn so off late i'm just hooked on to robin sharma i told you the same thing actually so i'm really really hooked on to uh, his ways and his methods and all of that he has something called as the 5 am club uh, it's a great book to read it's not just about getting up at 5 am but he actually puts his entire thought process on to why that works and why that on how to build your day so that you achieve uh, personal mastery in each and every section of life i'm also doing his course online apart from that a lot of the other things that i do kind of build on to robin sharma and things of what he preaches both professionally within your company and personally this applies to both we're going to take it separately what is the most important sort of pain point that you haven't gotten to solve yet but you know that you'll need to sort of solve in the next year or two in your organization and as as an individual like you said uh, before like what is the actual value a trader has since we have grown to a certain size i mean every year we have been expanding uh, 
by God's grace, touch wood, biting my tongue, all of that. But I've been even through the recession. I've been, I've told Sahil uh, this before. Every year, even currently, we are growing at at least at a pace of seventy five percent on year on year growth. But that's because the market was so open. But now that we have covered and we are market leaders in most of our markets, I feel there's going to be some stagnation. So we're trying to either look at new products getting forth. Or we are trying to see if we can do some kind of a co-branded uh, manufacturing or a lease-out manufacturing of sorts, where we don't manufacture, we don't interfere in their business, but we actually do a purchase agreement for at least fifty to sixty percent of their total production. In another year or two, I think that's something that we're going to be really focused on. Got it. I, I think this is this is also mark of a true salesman, right? Whenever you ask them what's the biggest pain point, they always come up with a new market to open, a new thing to sell, a new product to figure out. Uh, I, I've seen that in a lot of salesmen um, who, who really people who are really good at selling. Okay, and uh, from a personal perspective, what are you working on? What do you know? What do you sort of you know in that personal brand that you built over the five years, which is why you first went out looking for looking out to build that brand, right? You've built a brand of somebody who can set up new businesses, somebody who can grow organization, scale organization. What's next for Vedant? What 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 are you solving? Literally, it's something that we're looking at getting into baby products, so something completely different. Um, so we are really looking forth on tapping the baby product industry within India. So I don't want to grow anymore in uh, tissue. I feel like somewhere uh, I'm matured in the in my life cycle curve there. So I don't mind innovating within my set markets, but I would like to grow more so in baby products because I believe there's going to be a massive, massive boom thanks to the the pandemic but i really feel that there's going to be a big big demand for baby products all kinds of baby products so i feel we're going to be getting into something in that industry because there's again like if you see that industry there's not a single company that actually offers everything like you see procter and gamble only doing the baby diapers or you see kimberly clark only doing the baby diapers and you see johnson and johnson with the entire uh baby care range so you see them with the baby powder and the baby shampoo but you'll never see a single company doing everything for a baby so that's something where i would like to actually tap into where we do a to z of what a baby needs any industry if you tap each and every part of the industry that's where you actually kind of achieve good scale in the long run now that you're entering the baby products industry how are you going to figure this out right are you going to figure out who are the players are you more comfortable meeting in a business setting is that true yeah, more comfortable meeting in a business setting. So for now, we're only doing our research. We're just seeing uh, whether it makes sense for us to enter, whether or not. So we are actually almost on the finishing stages of our research. Right. Uh, so we've used this slowdown actually to do a lot of research. Apart from that, what I really believe in is unless you actually dive into it, you wouldn't know how it actually works out. So even if it's baby products or whatever, unless I actually get my first container into India and I start actually experimenting with it, no matter what the numbers on paper say, I'll actually never know because business also has emotion in it. Literally every single person we have spoken to has said the exact same thing. That unless yeah. you do it, you won't really learn anything. You can research as much as you want, but unless you actually take the first step and do it. Exactly. So Vidansh, uh, last thing, is there anything specific that you would like to mention, some organizations or anything that you would like to give a shout out for? Nothing, just keep using tissue. Tissue is green, paper is green. Don't just keep saying that I hate the slogan, save a tree and don't print this paper. You actually save a lot more trees and you save the world by not using a lot of technology. 
keep using paper. Paper is really green. So you know what? Actually, I know that your company is quite digital. So why are you guys not just uh, doing everything on paper, just sending like physical mails to each other? I really wish I could, but it's just that I'll be losing a lot of orders that way. Like imagine me just sending a customer a letter every time. That's so. Do you want another order from us? And then he him replying. So I'll just keep losing orders. I'll go into non-existence. What I meant to say is that the paper industry overall is actually quite sustainable. I mean, people don't see it, but when you send an email, you have so many data centers that actually run on so many fossil fuels. You throw out so many gadgets on them at the end of their life cycle. All of those gadgets ultimately don't get recycled. They're just heaping up somewhere under the ocean bed or heaping up in some country or under some desert or anywhere. Using paper is something that can constantly get recycled. Even if you don't recycle it, it actually biodegrades. So that's my only take. But you need to have a balance. Yeah, and from what I understand, also most paper comes from uh, timber farms. It's not uh, natural uh, wood that we yeah cut. we don't use. Actually, it's illegal in almost every other in almost about more than hundred countries to use forest wood. So it's all from managed plantations. So the more trees we grow, we're actually taking in that much carbon dioxide, and uh, we give out that much oxygen. Everything uh, that the industry excretes, like in waste, like uh, black liquor or any of the manufacturing process waste that is actually uh, excreted, is all uh, reused to form energy. A lot of paper companies have actually become uh, energy companies rather than paper. Like paper has become their second focus, energy is their primary focus. A lot of biofuels come from the paper industry because it's a byproduct. So the industry is actually pretty green. Vedant, you mentioned that you're only connected to to the people within your industry, right? I, and just this is just me um, throwing out an idea, and you tell it. You you'll have to tell me if this is doable or not. Is there? Do you think is there a need for something that enables sort of networking or collaboration or sort of thinking together, strategizing together within industries? Would you would you like to be connected to more people within the industry and exchange ideas, or is that something that that's not really a need? No, I really wish I could. I think that's where I really lag. I don't kind of network, and that's something that's you could say a trait in me that I'm really trying to actively work upon. So Vidansha, thanks a lot for coming. That was a really interesting discussion. Uh, I think I personally took a lot out of it as well. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming. And I hope uh, Coniferous and your new baby line does well. Thanks a lot, sir. Thanks for having me. It was nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot.